1: Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
0: The Around the NFL podcast has ball control issues.
1: <laughs> Welcome to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. I'm your host, Colleen Wolf, and I'm joined by a room filled with heroes. Patrick Claybon, Chris Wesseling, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, gang? Hey, Colleen. It's always just like a little weird when Dan isn't here. It just yes. feels like a little off.
2: It's different, but people do get the like warm embrace of your voice, and it's like, oh, it's Colleen. Like oh, Dan's nice. not here, but but somebody's here to hold me through the this podcast. Great,
3: yeah. right. Dan. Dan, I believe, still at the Jersey Shore with his family. Mark um, was in the office yesterday. I was here as well, but he is now off uh, to see his parents with his. His family, and um, you know they've they both Dan and Mark have started. I don't know if you guys you guys do know this. These these great side podcasts. Dan has the Uh Throwback Pod, and uh, Mark has the Heat and Light podcast. And so we we thought today this can be our side podcast. Uh Colleen West, I'm into it. Claybon. And what was your name for it? It
2: was. I, to- I didn't have one. I, I th- we could <laughs> go off of like an old album name. It's
3: gonna be, and it'll be once a year when <laughs> okay. you are both on vacation, <laughs> and we just drop fire.
1: I, I like it. And Wes, you're going. You're gonna take a little vacation, right?
4: I'm gonna meet my mom in Longboat Key, Florida. Ooh. I'm leaving tomorrow night. Friday All right. Night, yeah.
1: I'm leaving the country in less than six hours. Who's <laughs> counting, though? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we have not a lot of news, but we have a lot of odds and ends to get to. Sully, what's up, my man?
5: Nothing much. Uh, how are you guys doing today?
3: <laughs> We're great. How are you? You're busting it behind the glass.
5: Busting it. Yeah, it's a busy day back here. It yeah, is. Very, very busy day. It's, or-
3: like, not busy at all in the NFL, but it's busy in Sully's world. I mean, these these vacations, it's, like, everyone's getting the last ones in. We are about two weeks away from inside training camp starting. Like That's the
1: right. Hitting the- oh don't What do you mean? August,
4: August is by far the worst month in it's this
3: industry. It's probably the toughest, I would say. If
4: the games actually meant something, it would be different, but you – It's not only just that it's so busy, yeah. it's that the games mean absolutely nothing and you're forced to act like they mean something.
3: It's the highest ratio of working hard to, like, the we have very fun jobs, but they're more fun (laughs) September to February. It's also
1: really hot at a lot of the training camps (laughs) when you go to cover them, Mm. so sometimes it's a little uncomfortable. But you know what? I mean, for the most part, we're talking about football, so it's not bad. It's It's not bad at all.
2: I think what, what you guys are getting to is the time of the year where there's the most chefs trying to influence <laughs> the pot, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then once the season starts, those those guys start to realize that the dish, you know, the dish is going to get made no matter what, and well, they can kind of pull back. Claybon's
3: excellent analogy podcast starts. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, let's get to some odds and ends. Oh, I'm singing odds and ends, odds and ends. Hey, everybody, tell your friends about odds and. Ah, oh, damn! Ends. I almost <laughs> had it. It was so Remix. That was Let's the do it again. Let's do it again. Though. That was definitely the closest Let's I've do ever do it been. again. Okay. Odds and ends. Odds and ends. Hey, everybody, tell your friends, because the time had... No, this is all off. It's just not I don't like it. Forget it. I don't want you
4: to get it right. No, No,
1: it's it's never going to happen. I was actually this morning, like, practicing. I was like, okay, what if... I I can't remember how the song goes, but I'm like, okay, maybe I can try some variations. It's like when two characters
3: get together on a long-running TV show. Ultimately, the tension is then ended, and it gets worse. (laughs) You're not getting the song right. Is the whole key. And there has been no news. There's been no news that's significant for an entire week. So it's just odds.
1: No, I know. I woke up this morning at like 7.30 and started stressing out. And I was like, what are we going to talk about today? Let's go through some news. And it was nothing. It was like, oh, Kiko Alonso is (laughs) looking forward to a big year with the (laughs) Dolphins.
3: I know it's always a a quiet time of year, but I think this is like the quietest quiet time of year we've ever had. And I love it. It's fine.
1: Really? Yeah. Well, that's great. Okay, let's get into uh, our first item here. USC's Sam Darnold, who we keep hearing about, apparently is no lock for the upcoming draft. Several sources close to Darnold told our own Daniel Jeremiah they wouldn't be surprised if Darnold played two more seasons at USC. As a redshirt sophomore, he can declare for the draft as early as 2018. What do you think about this, Rosie?
3: I... I'm delighted, first of all, because it ruins all the whole scam <laughs> for Sam Jets uh, <laughs> not to. <into currently. laughs>
5: <laughs>
3: oh no! Is that that, that's Sam. What's happening? That's tragic. Sam's driving that jet. Turn it back around and landed in L.A. That
2: thing crashed for 12 <laughs> minutes.
1: This is unsettling before getting on a
3: flight, uh, <laughs> it, it always has been. I, I think maybe it's been in the back of my head and probably others that everyone's just assuming this guy, first of all, that he stays this good, which is – and is that top of a prospect, but that he's definitely going to come out. He's just what a red shirt sophomore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, this makes sense. I mean, why is that a hundred percent decision that he's definitely coming? It's
4: at? not the first time on this podcast that we've raised the likelihood that Sam Darnold mm. stays in school. And it's an interesting conundrum for all those teams gunning for the number one pick, the jets, which are doing it more actively than any team <laughs> I remember since I've been watching football, mm. uh, Because we saw Move the Sticks, Daniel Jeremiah reports around combine time that executives and scouts were talking about this guy more than the guys coming out in the 2017 draft class. And, you know, the Spice Rack, who I hold in high regard, says that Sam Darnold is the real deal and a can't-miss prospect. So... That means a lot, but then, you know, Land Zierlein came out with an article today saying, don't write off everyone but Sam Darnold in the competition to be number one, mm-hmm. which we see in most years. The guy who's the favorite to go number one often doesn't go there.
2: Yeah. And it's it's a lot to put on somebody who's only started one year of college football. He's living and playing in Los Angeles, and it's like, oh, well, this guy's going to win the Heisman Trophy, and he's going to be the starter quarterback <laughs> and franchise savior for the New York Jets next year. Like, this is all foregone. We a, know this a lot, is going to happen. A lot can happen in a year. Uh, last time. This time
5: last year, Brad Kaya, the Miami quarterback, was being projected as an number one player. Oh, my he, God. Yeah, he, he went uh, all the way around in the fifth, sixth round. Yeah, and so. He can't he, even beat out Rudolph. Yeah, now right. he's light years behind Jake Rudolph. <laughs> yeah. So what are exactly.
2: we, we going to do there? But we have
1: so much more time to talk about it. It's going to change. So, like, just look at the combine. <laughs> going into the combine, Deshaun Kaiser was the number one mm. quarterback. Everybody loved him. And then so much changed just over the course of those workouts. Yeah. So Good
3: job by DJ. It's, you know, coming back from vacation and – making a little NFL news. Well, he yeah. was he
5: was out of, he was watching him. He was he was up in the opening up in Beaverton, Oregon watching him and he that was supposedly the best uh workout of any quarterback up there so. ever. Ever, ever, ever. ever,
2: ever. Was any, any quarterback out, at the, ever. Just ever. Yeah. Sam Darnold is that dude. Yep. We
1: can talk about Daniel Jeremiah, too, because Dan's not here. So that's a nice luxury <laughs> that we have. Shout out to DJ. All right, let's move on to Tom Brady. He Did he confirm Giselle's concussion claims here? Uh, in an interview with ESPN's Kevin Nagandhi uh, for an E60, he said – quote she's there every day we go to bed in the same bed every night so i think she knows when i'm sore she knows when i'm tired she knows when i get hit he's releasing a new book um i mean obviously i'm i i I assume that they sleep in the same bed every night i I didn't think that they were like the the couple that was was sleeping in separate bedrooms brady confirms cohabitation (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah but um it sounds like it's it's a affirmation of it
3: well, this is,
4: go ahead. You, I want you to go. This is a, another story that the entire industry has gotten wrong. This is not about whether the Patriots and Tom Brady are hiding something. It's about what is a concussion and what's not. And you can diagnose quarterbacks and other players with multiple concussions every single game if that's your threshold for a concussion. But the threshold for a concussion isn't that in the NFL. It, until you come up with a working definition for a concussion that everybody agrees to, these stories are going to pop up all the time.
3: And, it, and that's probably impossible, and that this issue is impossible. And I, I thought it was interesting just because I feel like two or three years ago it would have been a bigger story that Tom Brady, You know, it it actually yeah. wasn't that big of a story that Tom Brady's wife said that he's had concussions in the last – few years, you know, the greatest player of all time is playing despite unreported concussions and people kind of like dismissed it some, some way because it was his wife saying it, which it's like, who would know more than his wife? And then he, I mean, he confirmed it here. He's Tom Brady's never going to say anything that gets his team or himself in trouble, but he confirmed, you know, he confirmed it here.
1: I don't know if people were thinking twice about it because it was Giselle that was saying it. I think a lot of people just assume that football players get concussions when they're playing football. I mean, it's not difficult to get a concussion. I'm sure I've had a concussion before. Have you guys had a concussion?
2: Oh, yeah. I've, like, never, had I've, I've never been diagnosed with anything, but I, 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 I just... Leave it up to the physicians Yeah, <laughs> as far as that's concerned. I had a fractured skull, I'm sure. Me
1: too. Yeah. Have we talked about this before? Well, if
2: you had a fractured skull, I'm pretty sure you had a concussion.
1: Yeah. Look, you can feel it right there. If you oh, yeah. Your How did this happen? It's weird. On the ice? Mine
4: was right there, too, and it was. I looked like the elephant
3: man. Yeah. My forehead was like two inches out.
1: Me too. It looked like there was an egg under my mm. skull. Yeah,
3: that'll do it. Wait, yeah. did this happen during your days as the Flyers ice girl? As a Flyers <laughs> ice girl?
1: No, it did Which not. Which is a true thing that, that happened, <laughs> that you were. Listen, I was in college, and... I think that's they, cool. You've
3: you've come closer to professional sports than anyone else in this. It,
1: so, I, yes, I was a Flyers Ice girl when I was in college because I didn't have a job, and uh, they basically, the Flyers, hired a bunch of girls who didn't know how to skate and then decided that they were going to give them lessons to teach them how to skate, and it's not that they were supposed to, like, go out and... I don't know, do stuff on the ice or whatever. And then they realized that this was going to be a major undertaking. So my I had a family friend that worked at a sports radio station and I used to be a competitive figure skater. So she was like, hey, do you want a job with the Flyers? You just have to like stand by the Zamboni shoot with the ice crew and then during the TV timeouts go out and scrape up the ice around the nets and like next to the bench. And I was like, they're going to pay me to go to every home Flyers game and just, like, stand at the Zamboni shoot? Yeah, okay. So it was awesome, but it definitely – I didn't get a concussion from that, oh. thank God. I got it uh, playing softball, mm. and a girl, her name was Colleen, she had an aluminum bat, and she practiced swung into my forehead as I was walking by. I, oh. think, I
2: think evil Colleen was trying to take you out. Right? To assert dominance.
1: <laughs> I know. It was awful. Yeah. Terrible. I know. I feel like
4: I remember this story from last year when you were playing softball. Yeah, because I – You didn't I want didn't, to play catcher.
1: I can't be – yeah. <laughs> and Dan was like, I don't understand. Why don't you want to be the catcher? And I was like, I've had a traumatic incident with a bat that close to my head. I can't do it. Um, so, yeah, concussions. How about it, everybody?
2: But, yeah, getting back to Zizel, <laughs> like um, – when you when you are thinking about the team and to some instance the doctors like Giselle gets a view that they all don't get mm-hmm. like Tom's job is to be a quarterback to walk around the facility to talk to people She's the only one that sees him dealing with his kids, making the coffee maker, getting the milk out of the fridge. And and as Tom intimated there, she has access to that information Mm. that nobody else does.
3: Right. And it's sort of an unsolvable problem. Not that you don't want to try to keep getting better, but we are at a point now where I think players have a lot of information about concussions. The NFL does a lot to try to prevent concussions. A lot of it is on some of it is still going to be on the players to report their own concussion. And I just thought it's an interesting dichotomy of a guy who's releasing a book, The TB12 Method, How to Achieve a Lifetime of Sustained Peak Performance, that he's all about health. Mark Sessler has his recipes and he's (laughs) going to be doing a great piece, uh, you know, coming up, you know, (laughs) (laughs) going by his diet and everything. But there is a weird dichotomy of someone who could not be more concerned about his health that's still willing to take the risks of permanent brain damage every time he steps on the field and then maybe exacerbate it by not reporting uh, concussions while he's playing because what is more risky for your long-term health than having concussions? And and you can't like you wouldn't expect for him to give up that competitiveness and change who he is as a person, but it is a it's a weird dichotomy. I think that's simplistic to say not reporting concussions. I
4: don't think he knew at the time he was concussed. I don't think it's until afterwards where he's like, you know what? When I was feeling that way at night, I was probably concussed. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's about reporting it or not reporting it. I think it's a very complex, nuanced gray area.
3: Well, that's that, but that's partly not true because at that point, you go into the team, you report. It and it gets reported on the injury report as a concussion, and you go into the protocol. And he hasn't ever done that. So it, so at on some level, your some, body, your mystery. body
4: is a very complex yeah. organism. Take it from someone who's going through something right. weird right now. I don't ever know what's going on with my body, and I could not tell you. Right. The the most exacerbating part of what I'm going through is not knowing from day to day what's going to happen with my own body. And I I think that Tom Brady probably did not know. Yeah, I, I really think that
2: it's going to have to take the science catching up to a point where we can just sit somebody on a machine and say, this is what happened. Yeah. This is when it happened. And then we can go from there until until then. It's just this. It's a circular version of this conversation.
1: Yeah. By the way, Wes, how are you feeling? You look good.
4: I can't eat. That's the problem. It's It changes from day to day. Like I'm down 30 pounds and I have no energy. Holy
1: cr- crap. 30 really? pounds
4: in six weeks. Yeah. You know, I'll be honest with you. A month ago. I felt guilty because cancer really hadn't affected my quality of life at all. And I'm like, cancer's not so bad, you know? <laughs> and now the last three weeks, I'm just like, this is this is kind of hell, you know? Yeah. It's just the inability to eat and drink because of the radiation swelling my esophagus. And radiation's over. It ended Monday, thank God. That's great. Uh, but
3: and your chemo treatments are over on Friday, right? On
4: Friday will be my last one, and doctors say don't expect the eating and drinking to get better in a week, but in two to three weeks, you should start to feel pretty normal again. Really? So then at that point, I'll meet with the surgeon, and we'll probably decide to have surgery in August, get all that bad cancer out of my body, and and hopefully resume normal quality of life.
1: Well, we're glad you're here. We're glad that the radiation and the chemo are coming to an end. And hopefully you're going to be able to eat again soon.
4: Thank you. I do mean, you know
1: what, what you're like, when you're finally feeling better, do you
4: Do you know what you want to eat? I have been dreaming of cheeseburgers. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I
1: really have. Like, Hanano, maybe?
3: Oh,
4: yeah.
1: We should do a Hanano. Yes. yes. Okay. All I right, mean,
3: Wes, Wes is like the toughest guy I know even before this all happened. I know. And then, I mean, he said he he's felt that the last – you know, three weeks, and for him to say that, I know it has to be serious. And yet, he was still out there last last week, and we we have gotten some tweets ask, out there playing softball last really? week and and being a, a contributor to a, a big shield uh, blowout victory.
4: Play ball! I played the first three or four innings, and then just had no energy. And I heard the standing coach because Dan wasn't there say, "Greg, come out of the game." And I said, "No, no, no, Greg, stay in the game." Wes come out of the game. Sit down. <laughs> we had a pretty commanding lead, and I said, "My work is done." I I thought I was going to keel over right there on the mm. field, oh it went, my God. like just like faint from lack of energy. So yeah. I was happy that we won. It was a big game. You're going to have to go through it without me tonight because I know I can't make it through tonight. You gotcha.
1: What's you the gotcha. record right now?
3: We are five and four. So right it's on like the borderline right. of the playoffs. Three games left.
2: Three games.
1: Season. Oh man. The W. <laughs> Down the stretch. All right, let's get back to some football. Sammy Watkins, uh, he believes the draft class of 2014 will, quote, change the market. We got to get paid more, Watkins said. Now, this is coming after NBA free agency. A lot of the players are watching these massive contracts that the basketball players are getting. And they're saying, I mean, our league generates more money. It's a more dangerous sport. We should be getting paid just like them, if not more. And there's a ton of guys coming up for deals, Jadevian Clown, Khalil Mack, Mike Evans, Taylor Luan, Odell Beckham, the list goes on. So this is going to be a star-studded class with a lot of dollar signs.
4: There's Football players do deserve more money, but there's several issues with this. (laughs) You're paying at least 53, oftentimes 90 players in football. NBA teams are paying 12 to 15 players. It's a lot different. Baseball too. Baseball's got a much smaller roster than football. You can't afford to pay players as much money, so that's part of it. And football players are never going to get guaranteed contracts. It's just never going to happen because of the injury risk.
2: If 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 a few, if a few players, at least if a quarterback could say, or a group of quarterbacks, establish the point where I'm going to play for a guaranteed contract, which is whatever it is. Let's say Kirk Cousins wants to do that, and he can say that. This is coming up. This is for me. Then maybe somebody else can say, "I want that Kirk Cousins yeah. contract." There's maybe been rumors
3: about that for quarterbacks, especially that Andrew Luck was going to get a fully guaranteed. Didn't haven't happened.
2: I but think the, you'd, it'd be
4: hard to find a GM willing to do that because then they face fire from all every other well, GM yeah. Yeah. and owner in the league.
2: But that's that's where it's got to start. Yeah, because, uh, to not decide, with Kirk Cousins. Though. No, probably not with <laughs> Kirk. But but for the argument, like there's two sides of that argument. With we can't guarantee mm-hmm. players' contracts because they're, it's so dangerous. Well, the the opposite side of that is you should guarantee players contracts because right. they are so dangerous.
3: Well, and I, the Sammy Watkins thing just stuck out to me just because it reminded me how the NBA is has a better hot stove than the NFL at this point. Yeah. Maybe they always have. I well, the
4: NBA also has a better
3: hot stove than regular season whereas like, football's yeah. regular season is really good. Right. And and they do have such a compelling uh so it's not about the money being spent, but I it just got me that like what, you know, it's at the wrong time of year for the NBA, but it is there's something to it. I mean, there's there if you could somehow engineer in a way to to have a, a little more player movement or or free up a way that there can be more trades there has been in the nfl then that would be a good thing
4: Well, the the nfl also has historically and currently the weakest union of the baseball and basketball i mean baseball has Mm -hmm. possibly the strongest union in america they get what they want. Bas- I mean, basketball's got a fairly strong union. It, it is the weird. NFL always loses to the owners.
3: There's like a lot of comp- like real reasons for it, but it, it is always weird that like George Hill make you know, is gonna have a better contract than Tom Brady or whoever it is. You know, uh, it's some, strange, there's some
4: generic left handed reliever will make more than <laughs> <Yeah>. Tom Brady.
2: <laughs> Easy. But but the whole I think what you're looking at, Greg, is there's a whole genre of an NBA season that we don't really get for an NFL play. Like there's you can have 20 or 30 NBA guys bet on themselves mm-hmm. because the bet's less risky. Yeah, It's right. harder for an NFL player to say, oh, you know, I'll, I'll take right. some money this year and hope to get it next year. Like, if I don't get this money now, I may never get paid, Well, and ever. good
3: players, oh, good, really good teams never let players that they want to keep leave. Like, Sammy Watkins is an interesting case because he sort of has had to have, have struggles and, and annoy the Bills in some way to even be looking at that free agency market next year. And yet, if he did make it, he probably would make as much money as Julio Jones or A.J. Green because good players don't make it to the free agent market like that.
1: That's true. One of the guys from that 2014 class, Gabe Jackson, he signed a five-year extension worth a reported $56 million. So they were just waiting basically to sign Derek Carr. Then came Gabe Jackson, and apparently Carr left some money on the table for Jackson so he could get that deal and everything and everybody is very happy in Raiders' land.
4: Pro cali- <laughs> Bowl caliber guard in his prime on one of the best offensive lines in the NFL.
1: Yeah, it's a great line.
3: That's I mean, n- another positive line- thing about the Raiders there. You can go double <laughs> thing it. Yeah, for the
2: past three days uh, in separate news hits uh, said that Gabe Jackson says that Derek Carr is the most selfless person he's ever met.
3: Wow. <laughs> That's oh how my- quiet like is, Gandhi that, that you've been kind of re Shaping some Gabe Jackson. Not reshaping,
2: Greg. <laughs> I've said that verbatim.
5: <laughs> Three days.
2: The Gandhi of quarterbacks.
5: Are
1: you about to say that again in about 15 minutes
2: or so? Let me check. The script. So. I might I <laughs> run down there and get it in.
5: My <laughs> about to run
3: downstairs and do I that.
1: actually was on a new shift the day that Derek Carr signed his deal, and I reworked David Carr's tweet about buying him lunch many times <laughs>
3: over. <laughs> they, uh, they're still looking for a right tackle, but. They built a offensive line from scratch. Reggie McKenzie did mostly with free agents, but with Colletti O'Semmily, Donald yeah. Penn, Ronald, uh, Rodney Hudson, and Gabe Jackson in the draft. Now, probably the best, maybe the best line.
1: You think it's better than the Cowboys, especially with the, I mean, no, there.
4: no. no. I think a lot of people are writing off the Cowboys and they shouldn't just because they're leaving us.
2: Yeah, I gotta go taping. Yeah, even through
3: the magic of editing, the <laughs> listeners might not even know. Maybe come,
1: maybe come back up if it doesn't take long. Okay, bye. I um, don't know.
2: Like the
4: Cowboys, you could argue have the best left tackle, best guard, and best center in the NFL. It's hard to beat that.
1: Yeah, it's it's a strong line. I mean, that's great too for Derek Carr. I love what the organization has done to keep them all together. It's, I mean, awesome for their offense.
3: Yeah, you're you're right. Like the, now I'm trying to like compare the two lines. You're right. The Cowboys have to get the edge because they might have the best. Three guys at three separate positions. They do have two question marks this year. They're that sort have, of
1: brings them down a they're little. They're going to have, Lyle,
3: but Lyle Collins was a very highly touted first round talent. talent yeah, yeah. Who is now going to be their right tackle position? He hasn't played as could as be a an pro. upgrade on Doug Free. He could be great. Hmm. Like he, I'm writing about him just briefly as kind of a guy who's kind of a key to to their team. Kind of a guy people have forgotten about. Like if if he's as good as they once thought, and he's never played tackle at the NFL level, so maybe he's going to be awesome. That's what he played left tackle. Uh, I mean, if he's yeah. a difference maker, and they're better, like watch, you know, watch out. But if you know, if he ends up being a weak spot, and they've got a new left guard, maybe they won't be quite as good as they've been in the past.
1: Where and when can we read this piece they oh, are writing? This
3: is the uh, the post hype all stars. I believe it's going <laughs> what up on, uh, Friday. <laughs> That's
4: been a Greg staple going back to Roto. That was an old staple, (laughs) bringing it back.
1: (laughs) Okay, all right. Let's talk about some Eagles stuff. So the Eagles, they cut Doriel Green Beckham. Uh, They're trying to get that wide receiver core settled. Uh, They brought in Alshon Jeffrey, obviously, and Torrey Smith. Jordan Matthews is there. They uh, Low-key, they fired their wide receiver coach, Greg Lewis, uh, hired a new guy. I think that might help because – They had just one wide receiver last year with more than 36 catches last season. That was abysmal. So DGB, not in the mix anymore.
4: Greg Lewis was on the receiving end of one one of the most amazing last-second victories in NFL history on a Brett Favre pass Mm. in the back of the end zone, which was spectacular. Ooh, Look that up, everyone. Yeah, Google <laughs> Favre to Greg
3: Lewis game winner. This is more interesting than um, it is. I kind of like D- that story. DGB. Uh, I thought what you were gonna say is Greg Lewis. I I caught one of the more meaningless last minute touchdowns and a very nice catch as well uh, in Super Bowl. Uh, that's what I was he, thinking too. Yeah, he caught the touchdown that that cut the lead late in that Patriots Eagles. Uh, game after Donovan McNabb's, you know, seven. I
1: drive. I remember very well. It was a great DGB day for probably you. Probably
3: not going to achieve as much as as Greg Lewis, despite no, having no, a lot of not. hype in his career. Also, I don't blame them for trying to trade for him, though. They gave up nothing.
1: Yeah, whatever. The Eagles, yeah, they gave up uh, an offensive Dennis lineman, Dennis Kelly, a yeah. backup end. Um, The Eagles also can avoid paying Ryan Matthews an injury settlement by waiting until he's medically cleared to release him. That stems from the neck injury that he suffered last year, so he could be a free agent soon. And I, I, I don't know what's the best-case scenario for him because I don't know how serious it is.
3: I, I threw that in there because it's, it's just a story I almost forgot about at this point that he's still uh, on yeah. their roster. I know. That's, that explains why. It shows how hardcore – how tough the NFL is to Patrick's point earlier about guaranteed contracts that they're, they just don't want to pay him money. So they're going to wait till he can pass a test from like the, you know, life affecting neck injury that he's going to have so that Ugh. they can pay him less money. And he probably won't, who knows, maybe he won't get a job. I mean, it's tough to get a a job as a running back with neck injuries. Yeah. yeah
4: that's Neck injury is going to be tough for, for him. And I'm looking through the rosters now. I don't see a team that's like, so desperate at running back that they would run out and sign
3: him. Ravens came to mind. Maybe. They're not desperate. I mean, they can get by. But The Giants? They're going to be without Kenneth Dixon early in the year. Maybe they give Ryan Matthews a shot.
1: It's weird because I think it was Darren Sproles who was quoted as talking about LeGarrette Blunt and Ryan Matthews sharing the workload.
3: Yeah, but that's just a good guy. I I read that too. I read that that as a good guy. Talking about his friend in a respectful yeah. way, even if he knows that's maybe not likely, you're not going to talk about like the guy. Like he's not there; he's still on the team. It's a weird. It's a weird situation.
1: Okay, uh not a weird situation. Actually, this is a weird situation. The there. So there was a firework that. A mis- <laughs> These really
3: are hard today. We can be quick on this. <laughs>
1: A misfired firework shell exploded. At uh, Nissan Stadium, which is the Titan Stadium. Now, I mean, when I first read this, I was thinking, oh, you know, you a lot of times on July 4th hear like things outside of your house and you're like, oh my God, what was that? And then it it turns out to be nothing. It was just something that like barely missed your house. This blew out concrete and some seats in the upper deck.
4: What are
5: we Uh doing here?
1: (laughs) I know.
4: Why why are we allowed? Why is it legal to shoot off something (laughs) that can take out concrete and seats
3: in a stadium? Yeah. I thought you were saying, what are we doing here? Why are we talking? I know.
1: A little bit about it it
3: occurred to me, but I just thought we should have our 4th of July uh, NFL disaster story of Mm. the year. (laughs) I mean, this isn't as. We're awarding this. Thankfully, no one was injured. Right. It just hurt, you know, so no one lost any fingers or anything like that. But yeah enough with i mean fireworks this comes deep, deep, from a overrated. room
1: where nobody watched the fireworks nobody did anybody see one firework on july 4th oh, yeah.
3: around the room and you have seen
4: one you've seen them
1: all. I, did. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> I mean i didn't my w-
3: kids aren't watch. all right still go to bed like early they'll, they'll be ready for it
4: what other seventh century technology still exists today <laughs>
1: I mean, I had to sit and just hold my dog for hours on end. He was shaking so bad from the fireworks. It's awful. He hates July 4th mm. and New Year's.
4: I think that kids, it's fun for kids. By all means, go have fun watching fireworks. Adults who get all geeked up about it, calm down. I love yeah. fireworks because
5: I love... Sully. <laughs> calm down. <laughs> I love America. Oh I don't think fireworks oh. mean you love America. No, it's, it, it, fireworks at, at 10 o'clock are fine. The, the 2 o'clock, it sounds like a war zone outside my window, yeah. is, is not okay. While well, they're taking out concrete and seats. My brother
1: yeah. used to like bring home fireworks from Maryland. And like yeah. he would buy them in bulk and then drive home and keep them in the basement. And my parents would find them and be like, what the hell is this, Tim? And they would try and get rid yeah. of all the fireworks.
3: Like, maybe, yeah. <laughs> <amazing>. like maybe <laughs> Maybe I'll change if I get older. But, yeah, fireworks seem similar to me, like the people that get – that love the fireworks celebration but don't have kids, <laughs> but they're adults. <laughs> Seem like the same type that, like, the adults that go to Disneyland but without kids that seems really oh we just took
5: a shot at our former producer <laughs> I mean,
3: she's on the borderline Sydney, of, i love sydney she knows that she's still growing i still think she's of, still growing as a kid i still think of her as a. Kid. I I st-
5: her as a we kid. need dan here for the mickey mouse boys
1: <laughs> i know i'm not doing it oh, or even
3: like the fourth yeah there was like we went to the fourth of july parade i did that which was fantastic what was that santa monica oh it's down main oh. street it's great the kids love that even that one seems a little like yeah, I don't know if I would just go to that I just as an adult. You need the kids there. with you. I, you
4: I do think if you're going to have a proper 4th of July party, it's important to have at least one fireworks guy in the mix. Okay. You know who they are.
3: Sully would be. One guy one. who knows how to <laughs> handle because.
4: fireworks, and he is pretty safe around him too. He's been doing it his whole life, you know, and he gets a, he gets a thrill out of it. You got to have a fireworks
1: Sully guy. Sully has like the biggest grin on his face right now. Did you set off any fireworks?
3: Oh, I did. Yeah, we <laughs> just <laughs> the fireworks guy. I could look at yeah. Sully. I could – just, like, look at your profile picture on Twitter or whatever and know you're the fireworks guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, right. I, just, I just know you are. Yeah. yeah I, I, like I like fireworks. I like fireworks. They're fun. Finally.
1: And finally, Jerry Jones, he's going to be going into the Hall of Fame, and he chose his wife as his presenter for the Hall of Fame. So uh, maybe we do a little who would you choose for this big offer. <laughs> And maybe we should keep spouses and significant others out of it because does that feel like okay.
3: I mean, I would. I guess I you, don't. You you wouldn't go, Amica?
5: No, I wouldn't. Well, why don't you do the? If, if you're gonna if you're gonna choose a significant other or spouse, you, you have to choose somebody else too.
3: Well, I would do, not. Yeah, do my wife. I would not choose my wife because the last thing she would want to do is like public speaking in front of a lot of people. Like she would like hate me to ask. <laughs> for that. No, seriously. Like I'm sure that goes into the presenting. Yeah, decisions. It's kind of you know you want you want someone to do it that wants that wants to do it. She would absolutely not want. Isn't that, Kurt Warner? Isn't his, uh, his wife, wife is doing? Is it. Yeah, usually it? it's a a lot of times it's a teammate.
1: Oh yeah, that's
3: true. I didn't really think about that. I, threw I mean, out this question, but I didn't think about it. I didn't even see it till now. That's a lot of pressure. I
1: would choose someone that nobody fans. knows. Okay, who's this? My husband, John.
3: Oh. <laughs> really? Well, this way people could get introduced to him.
1: That's true. You guys know John, right?
0: John Ronald Gonzalez, born March 12, 1977, is an American sports writer who is married to NFL media broadcaster Colleen Wolf, John, who's a Pisces, resides in Los Angeles with his wife and two dogs.
3: So there's an option. Well, in my head, I, I'm thinking uh, that it's like somehow a work Hall of Fame, I guess. It, I don't know yeah, what Hall of Fame it would it'd be. It'd be
1: cool to like have like, I think the roots, roots write a song be, for me and present it saying, that way.
3: I'm not just saying, ooh, that would be good. Right a celebrity. Little and then Little you have Delph. a song, too. Yeah.
5: Got the Philly involved with yeah. it. Yeah. Nice. I love the roots. Yeah.
3: West would be a strong. I'm not just saying this because you're here, Wes. West would be a pretty strong. I think might be my pick just because partly because we've had a lot of time together that he's been with me on both sides uh, at Roto World and here. And if it's, you know, if we're kind of talking about. Yeah, who better, who a better nice than West? Well Plus, he's a, words, he's a wordsmith. So well, I'm not just saying this down. either, but
4: uh, several people entered my mind, and Greg was the first one.
1: Wow. Now, should I leave the room? Should I leave you
5: <laughs> alone? <laughs> I think we need some alone time. Colleen, do uh, uh, we want to pick this up in a little bit?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you should let Dan know about this. <laughs> my oldest friend is a
4: Catholic priest, so that's, really? that's stiff competition, and the owner mm-hmm. of Huckapoo's is one of my dearest friends, too, Ooh. and wow. he's a great public speaker, so... There would be there would be a few people I'd be choosing yeah. from, but Greg would definitely be r- right at the right near the top. Yeah,
3: yeah that my, feels my, like
1: it's tough to decide. My yeah.
3: co-host of uh, uh, the Rosenthal and Justin the project, there you my, go. Anthony would be a, a, a strong choice, but I don't think I would choose him. Be living like, on the <laughs> edge, there. Yeah, he would
4: just <laughs> he just know, roast you the whole time. Just roast <laughs> me
3: at, like, a seemingly meaningful event. <laughs> at least it would be memorable. <laughs> then it would be yeah. more memorable. Would, that would actually be. It great. could be. It could be one of the best speeches ever. He ba- he, roast. He basically roasted me at my own wedding. So. Really? Yeah, more or
1: less. Is there audio of that anywhere?
3: I don't know. I hope not. It's right there with the Delaware. Tape.
1: <laughs> I know. Damn it! You beat me to that joke. It was a race to that joke. <laughs> All right. So. Wes, you had an amazing idea in the middle of the night last night for uh, a little game for us to play. And uh, you know what that game is?
0: Ladies and gentlemen, hello. We've been waiting for you. It's time to play
4: the holiday quarterback game. Wow.
1: Yeah. A little holiday quarterback game.
4: Nice job, Sully. Thank you.
1: Little jaunty game. So you thought about this in the uh, like middle of the night?
4: Just- Look. Well- Greg hit me up right before bed saying, you know, we we desperately need to come up with a segment <laughs> for tomorrow. We got nothing.
3: And I was too tired to think about it. Poor Wes. He's like feeling like s*** sh- hasn't eaten all day. <laughs> You're going to have to beep that out, Sully. Uh, hasn't eaten all day. And I'm bugging him at 10 p.m. like, yeah, can you do my job? Can you do our jobs for us, West? I
1: saw that text and I was like, ugh. Then what I know.
3: I- it's I a was- lot of pressure. I don't know. I said, unsung I heroes? I said separate <laughs> <one>. <laughs> I separate well,
4: I sleep very weird hours now. So I woke up about 3 o'clock in the morning and – Started watching All or Nothing, and I thought, wait, we could do All or Nothing as our segment. I was like, no, this is boring. So let's come (laughs) up with something new. And I was reading Roto-World, and one of the Texans beat writers had a prediction that Tom Savage will be the quarterback at least until midseason. And I so badly. I saw that too. I so badly want, wanted to tear that prediction down. <laughs> so I invented this game.
1: All right. So Claybon is back just in time for the game. So this is how the game's going to work. Uh, we're going to throw out some names and we're going to go around the room and say, will these quarterbacks last as the starter until this specific holiday? So we have a couple holidays here, such as Halloween, Thanksgiving, Labor Day, Christmas. Christmas, etc. All right, you guys ready? There so is a
4: possibility some of these starting quarterbacks don't even make it to Labor Day, which means they lose their job in the preseason.
2: Mm. Ah.
3: Well, are there any? Okay, I mean you—you you were the Milton Bradley of this game, <laughs> right? Wes, is there anything that Colleen kind of didn't interpret correctly? In oh no,
5: she's all
4: over. Okay. I, she. I'm, I'm trying gets to understand this game. I'm trying right. to
5: understand.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so are we going by quarterback or are we going by holiday?
3: We we'll decide. Quarter. Let's go by quarterback. <laughs> We're
1: just kind of fleshing this out live. Is Claivon's mic on? <laughs> let's get let's get Clavon on. Hello. Hey. hey back.
4: Back. Okay. I'm gonna right. be back.
1: <laughs> okay, so let's start with. Brr, oh, Tom Savage. Let's start with the guy who initiated <laughs> the idea for this game.
4: Right. So this beat writer predicts that he'll make it to midseason, and my first thought was, "What are you new seriously ah. to, to the job <laughs> to Bill O'Brien's career? Bill O'Brien once benched his starting quarterback three quarters into the season opener. Yeah, <laughs> It was Brian Hoider- Hoyer who is a better quarterback than Tom Savage. Oh, you don't know that. Of course we do. He couldn't even beat out Brian Hoyer when they played for the same team. Also, he can't stay healthy for more than a game at a time. Tom Savage will not last past, I mean, I'd like to say Columbus Day, which is October 9th, but we'll go Halloween. There's no way he's lasting past
5: Halloween. Ooh. He'll be injured by October. Spooky.
2: Yeah, the the date that I was putting on um, our man Tom Savage is Veterans Day, um, mm. <laughs> because looking at the schedule, I could see all right. So, so he
3: makes it past Halloween, but not. not yeah, past no, Halloween.
2: because the the situation that you're gonna have is when do you want your rookie quarterback making his first start? Mm, and that's a great one. One spot that it could be is right after the game against the Chiefs. They they're at home against the Browns, so we could oh. go there. But, you know, maybe they win a couple of games. Maybe Tom Savage saves his job. Bill comes out during the week. He does that thing where he lies about which quarterback is going to (laughs) play. And then uh, Deshaun gets the start. So, yeah, Veterans Day is my pick. Hmm. Is there
1: anything to Tom Tom Savage understanding the system better than Deshaun? Because Deshaun's a rookie. Maybe, I mean, they just need a game manager. They have all the pieces on offense. They have a defense. They just need somebody to not mess it up. And I don't know if Tom Savage can do that because it seems like,
4: he hasn't been able to do it in the past? Of course it's an advantage. The fly in the ointment here is that Tom Savage isn't a very good football player. <laughs> but, <laughs> right. And, and he's one of these guys who Greg's going to tell me, you can't say that, but he's a lot like Zach Mettenberger. He moves so deliberately in the pocket, is slow to get rid of the ball. Yeah. He's going to be sacked a lot. He's going to be injured a lot. The Texans are in a winnable division. They've won the division two out of the last three years. They want to win now, and the NFL season is episodic, which well, then means maybe after doesn't... every week there is debate. On the talk radio, amongst the fans, in the coaching staff, after every week, they're going to say we we can't win with this guy. At some point,
3: I'm surprised you didn't say Columbus Day. Then they do they do have three. That's straight, what I first said, Columbus yeah, Day. That that they didn't have. They have three straight home games, week four, five, and six, and then a bye. So I'm going to say Halloween because that bye there at week seven. That's often a time you make changes. My only thing about Tom Savage is I hear you. I think he did a a few nice things in his games. He didn't make big mistakes in his games. All I'm saying is let's just watch him before we say his career is over. He's barely played. He got hurt uh, the couple things. Do we have to do that with
4: every player in the league now or what? Pretty much. I mean, I don't decide
3: on players too much until they play in the regular season. We've seen him play.
4: I've seen every throw of Tom Savage's career, and there, there's
3: been like 65, 70 of them, and I, I think he's played fine. What's the value I, of waiting until Zach Met- Mettenberger loses his
4: job before saying he's not very good? There's it, no value in that whatsoever.
2: S- Sixty-five to seventy throws was more than enough for Jimmy Garoppolo to be the greatest right, quarterback exactly, in the history of football. So, it, like,
3: I, I think, I think let's just give him a shot. I don't think, I think if you really look closely at his games last year, he had the one game where we got all excited, where he played. Played pretty well. He had the Bengals game where, he which he
4: came in in relief. Yeah, that's a much in different game th- animal. Than in starting, he had the game. Bengals
3: game where he didn't play well, but he also he had the Bengals game, which was
4: one of the worst starts by a quarterback in the 2006. But I, I think it was one of the worst offensive line games, and he actually made he made his offensive game. line look way worse than they were. He held the ball. Ouch. Mm.
2: I, one thing about Tom that I mean, I, just I, see I think it. I'm I'm on the same level as Wes. Here. I just want to see Tom Savage make a play. Like I, that would I just, be nice. I just, that would make me feel better about him keeping He made up. plays in that game. He also, came in and
3: threw a couple deep down the field that DeAndre Hopkins plays outside the s- sideline that just weren't being made before. I'm not saying he's going to be good. I just want to watch him. Significant accuracy issues
4: going back to college and still in the pros. We also don't know if he's real.
1: All right, that's a lot of Tom Savage talk. <laughs> <laughs> that's enough for one day. Let's move on to Mike Lennon. Mike Lennon, I'm going I'm going to give Mike Lennon until... Uh, Halloween. I feel like that will wait. Yeah, Halloween. I'm giving him until Halloween. I feel like John Fox is kind of on the hot seat. He needs to make moves and he's not going to have any problem putting Trubisky in uh, earlier. I mean, I think that he could put him in earlier than Halloween. I think Mike Glennon doesn't last until uh, he doesn't play uh, doesn't start until after Halloween.
5: <laughs> hmm.
4: I'd give him till Thanksgiving. Wow. <laughs> really? Wow. That's a lot of Glennon. Well, they paid him eighteen million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, but I feel like the front office and the coaching staff are not on the same page. He's a lot more talented than Tom Savage, in my opinion. I I think Glennon is ideally a high end backup quarterback, but he's better than Tom Savage.
3: The the problem is I I'm with you, and I'd like to see them be patient. And it, it doesn't make sense to me to rush Mitch Trubisky. I don't know who's going to be making decisions, whether it's, it's thirteen PM college starts or John that, Fox. But they start with Atlanta at Tampa yeah. versus you know, against the Steelers at Green Bay, it's like Vikings, Ravens. I guess there's no easy games for the, the Bears. But what's the best case scenario before their bye? In a best case scenario, I would consider Mike Lennon and the Bears who have overachieved if they're two and six heading into that bye. Yeah,
2: let's let's get weird. I, I, I've, got it, Ooh. I've got it I've got it on Columbus Day. Ooh. Which falls on a Monday, which is the Monday night football where they play the Vikings. Why not? Ooh. Why not wow. have Mitch Trubisky? Why, why not? Why not have Mitch Trubisky make his first NFL start on the Monday Night Football mm. uh, game where I like you know, it, like like you mentioned, Greg. Uh, I like it. Falcons so- Bucks at, at the Packers. I mean, mm. like, what's what are the Bears going to be playing for here? Come on.
3: I'm rooting for Mike Glennon because I think he could be good. But I, you've convinced me. That argument makes some sense to me. And I just wanted to stick it in Columbus's eye. It's the only holiday <laughs> that we did not get a sound drop for. Because let's face it, Columbus Day. Come on!
1: What you don't think Columbus Day deserves? I'm just saying
3: I, it's not a real holiday. That's kind of like a of
2: of all. The it's like a around. Valentine's
3: yeah. Day or something.
2: Like we can we can do better. But we from, can from 1480 to 1575. <laughs> we can probably find somebody that's more deserving of an American, <laughs>
1: American. I I completely agree. Yeah, leave Erickson Day or something.
2: I'm gonna start <laughs>
4: Thomas
1: Paine Day. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what about Josh McCown? Claibon, you're up.
2: Oh. oh. Yeah. it's tough. It's tough with McCown because uh, you're thinking, here's here's my McCown tinfoil hat. Okay. I'm just going to put it on because Josh McCown is my dude. He's down for the cause. I think the Jets somehow, in a crazy world, wind up two and two, and they realize like, hey, this is what this is what we want to do. <laughs> and so Josh McCown, Josh McCown is out of there
3: because they're doing too well.
2: Yeah, because wow. because they want to get a you know one of those quote unquote looks at the future, and so yeah, Josh McCown loses his job. By um, mid-August. <laughs> so, <laughs> Labor, mid-August yeah, Labor Day. Labor Day. I, I went with Labor Day, too. Railroad, <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not Labor Day.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> not Labor he doesn't
3: Day. even make it to Labor Day. Uh,
4: oh, he, he has to go two what, and two, so he's yeah, got to make yeah, it no, what, into what's October. The, what's the
2: holiday I'm looking for here? Uh, Columbia? I got yeah, a little Halloween. thrown off by holidays, too. Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Josh McCown is okay. out of there before Halloween. Mm. Maybe I don't know, man. I, I, I'm
1: going to go cool. Labor Day. I love the reports that Hack- him and Hackenberg aren't actually that far apart, even though we heard that <laughs> Hackenberg was hitting reporters on the sideline King with Hackenberg Aaron throws.
5: <laughs>
1: so it's just not a good scenario mm-hmm. there. They're – their wide receiver core is abysmal, and I have no idea who the starting quarterback is going to be. It's well, like uh, a
4: time-honored OTA's tradition: which quarterback is hitting the reporters? <laughs> I
1: love that storyline. Always, I always get <laughs> it's a like RG three
4: <laughs> is throwing it into backyards. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
3: I'm I'm gonna go even earlier than that. Whoa, um, Monday it'll either be Monday September 18th or Tuesday, uh, the 19th options there is it's national cheeseburger day on the 18th <laughs> and Wait, we could be celebrating national cheeseburger day oh
1: my yes. god oh that's awesome yes yes yep
3: we will be celebrating with wes that's national quite. cheeseburger day on the same day uh that they announce christian hackenberg is starting the home opener for Whoa. week three because mccown maybe he got I actually think I don't want to. You never want to predict an injury, but he has not been able to stay on the field for very long. It's true, because he plays with a very reckless uh, style. This Renegade.
4: Be, this begs the question: Then at which holiday does Hackenberg get benched <laughs> for Petty? Ooh. <laughs> oh, no.
2: The very next one.
4: Oh, yes, I know. <laughs> Whichever holiday comes next, it, they have no holidays.
2: It'll be one of those Instagram holidays. It'll be like, <laughs> like National
4: nas- National Bottle Cap Day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh
3: God.
5: Fun fact: Today is National Fried Chicken Day. So uh, sweet. So go eat some fried. It's like
3: chicken. Greg's favorite food. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Really? Yeah, fried would, chicken is. I would say fried chicken's not fried chicken Mexican. Oh, don't forget general. garlic bread. Car- bread, bread like in pra- these are very bread like s- specific yeah that's an eclectic and, dinner yeah but it sounds delicious steak I mean steak would be up there but yeah I think your deathbed meal you know like you're gonna get electrocuted or yeah whatever. What, what would that be that was what we were talking about and I said ultimately right now I think it's changed over time but I think I would just go like fried chicken and, and like oh. a biscuit
1: Oh, my God. That would be so... I think I'd have to go breakfast. Green barbecues, and up there. and
2: gravy bar- and Now we're talking. Yeah, I want now a nice talking. pair of insulated gloves, maybe. What? A weapon <laughs> to defend myself. <laughs> <laughs> all right.
1: Okay, okay, okay. Uh, let's go to. Let's talk about the Browns and Cody Kessler. I'm giving him until Labor Day. I feel like I've given a lot of these guys I've until. Labor day. The <laughs> <laughs> but it seems to live day. Deshaun Kaiser is going to be the guy that. I think he's going to be their man. I don't think that they're going to be able to push him off that long and Hugh Jackson we've been hearing about Cody Kessler having a hard time uh, like struggling with passes being batted down at the line because he's too short and he falls under the threshold that Hugh Jackson likes and quarterbacks that 6-2 mark so whatever either way I think Deshaun Kaiser is going to be the guy
4: (laughs) why did he draft him then say trust me after he drafted him (laughs) yeah I think Cody, I think Kessler's better than people give him credit for. Really? I do. I, I think he's ultimately going to be a backup in the NFL, but I think he can play. He's got he's got a little Colt McCoy in him without the concussions, <laughs> uh, which helps. I'll give him till Halloween. <laughs> nice I, I do think we're going to see Kaiser this year, but I'll give him till Halloween.
2: I had that very same holiday for for Cody Kessler. For and I I like the story because, like Colleen mentioned, like this isn't the guy that Hugh really wanted on right. paper. But it, it's it's this relationship that's going to be forged. Oh. And Cody Kessler, the the concussion-free Colt McCoy, as Wes calls him, <laughs> oh is going to be out there slinging around and, and maybe winning the Browns some football games until it, it becomes time to, you know, you have to go into the mode of, let's see what he has and uh-huh. we've got to get Deshaun in the game. And then that, that lovable story is going to be crushed under the mm. weight of NFL to a zillion I
3: heard zillion I wrote something that was mildly... Dismissive of Cody Kessler, It's so similar to what you said that he played well, but but like better than people realize. Maybe his future is as a really good backup. Uh, and I got some some real stat based information from his agent. Uh, a few emails, very polite, and he made a very. Like,
1: are you being an insider right now?
3: No, he. I just got the emails. And
1: breaking news. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it was not breaking news. He made a compelling case of his rookie numbers and he went through the things and it was his rookie year and this, that, and the other. It wasn't a great offensive line. You, If you wanted to make a case for Cody Kessler based on stats and some of the context around him last year, like you can make it if you're in the Cody Kessler case. Did That's what I'm saying. Did those was, numbers from reasonable.
4: his agent include his height,
3: weight, and miles per hour on mm. sideline throws? That's mm. tough. You've. Now change my mind. I'm gonna give him till Yom Kippur <laughs> because I'm a, we have that's September 30th. I wish we had prepped. This. We have a Hanukkah drop. I'm afraid no one's gonna make it to Hanukkah, so, so let's just play it.
5: A I made it <laughs> this is kind of creepy. What was that? <laughs> uh it's is that uh, a horror this, movie? Of no, or? it's uh, children children's singing uh I dradle 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 but I yeah. Let's here it's, again. It's, it's uh yeah.
3: I have a
1: little dreidel <laughs> <I may laughs> Dan, have a Hanses
4: would not like this.
5: No, he would at But all.
2: it sounds yeah.
4: like something Mark picked out. You yeah. can get like <laughs> or Yeah, that's it
3: really does. <laughs> That's that's from the upcoming uh movie what? where little like a little Jewish troop like comes around <laughs> the neighborhood singing you songs but really they kill you it's murdering ch- you children of the corn <laughs> wielding Hanukkah. Knives. children <laughs> of the dreidel <laughs> yeah when is Hanukkah children of the dreidel <laughs> what does,
1: does anybody know when Hanukkah is this year
3: uh, Hanukkah starts I did went <laughs> December like 11th
5: 12th, 12th around there yeah, yeah. Mm, 12
4: 12
1: I was going to give our next guy Brian Hoyer oh okay uh, Hanukkah but I'm going to give him until Christmas Mm. Yeah.
2: Merry Christmas, Niner fans. <laughs> 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 Here's Matt Barkley.
1: Could have um, a <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't really see any of the other quarterbacks on the roster uh, starting ahead of him. Mm. Plus him and Shanahan, they worked together for a year in Cleveland. Uh, so he, he knows his system a little bit. So now it's just a little bit of a refresher. And I mean, are the 49ers really looking to do anything this year besides
4: wait for Kirk Cousins? Mm. Possibly. I I believe in Kyle Shanahan, but if you look at the splits of Brian Hoyer's career, first half of the season versus second half, it's night and day. He is an above-average statistical quarterback in the first half of the season and oh. one of the worst quarterbacks in the league in the second half of the season. I'm going Hanukkah.
2: The old Charlie. The there
4: we away.
3: go. That sounds about right. Sleep
1: tight, everybody.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Nope. I think I'm going Hanukkah with a little maybe C.J. Bethard action. Whoa. Starts late in the year. We want to give him a look. I mean, they drafted him. Why not?
1: All right. Does anyone have any other wild cards they want to throw out?
4: Mm. Quarterbacks? Yeah. I like the Paxton Lynch Trevor Simeon one. I'm going to say Simeon keeps the job, Mm -hmm. and he takes it until Thanksgiving when the Broncos are out of the (laughs) race. In the AFC West. Mm.
2: I, I say Trev goes coast to coast. I, I had him at Labor, Labor Day that oh. Trev's gonna get this job and you know, I've been gonna, working on the railroad. Wait,
3: so Labor Day. Labor Day's the start of September.
2: Yeah, well I'm saying He's so making Paxton, it the
3: next Labor Day?
2: No, Paxton Lynch. <laughs> Lynch goes to Lynch. Goes, oh, Lynch. Jo- Labor Day. Loses his job loses the opportunity to get the job because Trevor's gonna take it at Labor Day. I like
5: right. it.
3: I, Two holidays in there. I feel like yeah, if Simian, if they struggle, I feel like the the hook would be quick. So making it the whole season, if he got the starting job, makes some sort of sense to me because I don't think they'll give him a long leash. I think he'll have to stay above five hundred and really playing well. But, I'm gonna go Paxton Lynch winning the job. I don't know what that means, really? for Labor Day or what, but I think that well, a, that's not I part like, of the
1: game, Greg. I
3: like Simeon. Better, but I just feel like they want to play Pax.
2: Well, I think as long as it's a healthy Trev, you know. Uh, yeah. This Trev with a shoulder injury was <laughs> was really Whoa. bad.
3: Trev with a shoulder injury behind
4: a porous <laughs> offensive line and no running game was really bad. Yeah,
2: didn't work out.
3: Do we want to throw in uh, any other names? Ty- Tyrod Taylor. Ooh, Jared Goff. Is that, is that disrespectful? Or?
4: Tyrod Taylor's New Year's.
3: New Year's. So New he, years. Makes he it. takes yeah. it the whole season. I think so.
4: Alex He's Smith. trying to get a contract. Alex Smith, Halloween. 2018.
2: Really? Oh, I was, ah, about to say. I was like, Whew. no way. Wes. My heart started beating fast.
4: Whoa. 2018
3: Halloween, okay. spectacular. Yeah, actually, no, Sully, that's the Halloween 2017. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, have to work on the 2018
1: one. <laughs> All right, gang, should we wrap up this uh, the quarterback game?
3: We got to right. get you on a plane, though. I know, I got to go. Yeah. Okay.
1: All right. Uh, it's been real, everybody. Fun times, good times. Uh, great to see everybody. And we're going to do another podcast soon. I won't Tuesday. be here, but Tuesday. So for the Claybon man, the mailman, the boss man, Sully behind the glass, till Tuesday.